the 2022-2023 Dallas Stars have already had a plethora of expectations placed upon them throughout this offseason, especially with the hire of new head coach Pete DeBoer. But on today's episode, I will talk about three Dallas Stars players who need to have standout years if the team is expecting to make a deep playoff run. We'll talk about those three players on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Tuesday, July 19th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. And as I said in the cold open today, we are here to discuss three players, guys that have been with the Dallas Stars for the past handful of seasons that I think need to have excellent years uh, if the Stars are looking to have any sort of playoff success in the 22-23 campaign. And, you know, this isn't to say that these guys were bad last season um, or anything like that. In fact, I think two of these players especially were excellent last season uh, in the times that they played with the team. But this is these are just guys that I think need to have big years, um, some for different reasons than others. But let's not hesitate any longer or beat around the bush much longer. And the first guy we're going to talk about, I'm sure many of you were expecting to hear this name whenever you clicked on this episode on Spotify or Apple, or if you clicked on here on YouTube. And that is, of course, number 34, Dennis Gurionov. And this would be the case for Dennis, regardless of if Pete DeBoer had come in as head coach or not. I think there is a ton of pressure riding on Dennis this season to perform um, and have a career high season in just about every category. Uh, this Obviously, um, I think even the, the front office feels this way as well uh, with the new deal that he was given this offseason, a one year contract worth just under three million dollars, two point nine million really does seem to be the make or break season for him in Dallas. At least the 12th overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft was Dennis Gurionov, 11 goals, 20 assists, 31 points in total in 73 games played. In the 21-22 outing, nothing really incredible to write home about. And of course, there were a lot of factors that played into that. And of course, a lot of this carried over into the postseason as well. Really was not present at all. I believe he only played five of the seven games against the Calgary Flames in round one. I don't think he recorded a single point in any of those games. Um, or maybe I just missed that. But regardless, he was not really a huge factor in that series against Calgary. And, and Dennis has in his defense, you know, been through a lot with this Stars organization really ever since joining the team. 
getting drafted in 2015. Clearly, he was not making his NHL debut then, but really ever since he's been up at the NHL level, it's just kind of been one thing after another as far as obstacles that have been thrown in his way. But it isn't just him. I mean, other players have faced these as well and found ways to overcome. There's been coaching changes with uh, Jim Montgomery, you know, being fired halfway through the 2019-2020 season, the COVID pandemic, the bubble, the condensed schedule and only playing your division and being in one of the tougher divisions in the NHL in the 21-22 or excuse me 2020-2021 campaign getting benched by Rick Bonus several times healthy scratched this past season um, really for underperforming at several moments but maybe there was also a loss of confidence there not a whole lot of detail on what that relationship was like between Bonus and Gurionov, but it didn't seem to be that great. And I think that Gurionov may have lost some confidence in that. And I think that affected the time he was on the ice. Um, and then, of course, affected whether or not he would get to play some nights. And I think it just showed throughout the season it was difficult for him to get anything going consistently offensively. And it was just a mess, really, all season long. He had some really nice moments, but none of them were really, you know, these really high of high moments that said, okay, Denis Gurionov has finally arrived and he's ready to be this not cornerstone of the franchise, but a guy that you can, you know, have as a part of your core moving forward as you look to make playoff runs for consistent seasons. But now the Dallas Stars have a new head coach in Pete DeBoer, who I think could potentially come and help him along. This is a fresh start for DeBoer leaving Vegas and a fresh start for Gurionov with a new head coach that hopefully both of them can get off on the right foot, build a strong relationship with one another, and it can be a mutually beneficial outing for both of these men. That You know, Dennis Gurionov is a guy that needs to regain his confidence and, you know, trust a coach again, um, and he needs that support from Pete DeBoer this season uh, if he is going to be this player that the Stars wanted him to be when they drafted him back in 2015 and it's really a two-way street i mean he will play hard for the dallas stars and play hard for pete DeBoer if pete DeBoer believes in him supports him coaches him up in the right way in order to help him be the best player that he can be and DeBoer will give him more responsibility and probably give him more minutes if he plays hard and if he plays well and takes you know to heart the coaching that he does receive so I think there's plenty to be excited about with Dennis this season. I think he's going to come in with a massive chip on his shoulder to potentially prove any naysayers wrong. I mean, I, I don't know how many Stars fans are really doubting Dennis Gurionov. I think many of them kind of fall into the same camp that I do. Of He's had a lot of really, you know, kind of some unlucky bounces, unlucky curveballs thrown his way with the things I mentioned, COVID, coaching changes, condensed schedules, healthy scratches, things like that. I mean, it's just been a tough hand to be dealt for a guy that was drafted as high as, high as him, has all of these lofty expectations. And so I think that all the Dallas Stars fans are really rooting for Denis Gurionov. And that includes me. I, I mean, there's few guys I want to break out this season for the Stars than Denis Gurionov. He might be a, a number one guy on my list of guys that I really want to kind of finally have this, uh, you know, arriving to the party season you know we've seen Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson kind of have their okay I'm officially here now moment uh, but both of those guys were younger than Denis Gurionov and haven't been in this organization for as long as Denis Gurionov so I, I think it's time for him to finally catch up and I think this is an excellent season for him to do so I mean he can score 
He can skate. He can do a ton of things well. And we've really seen that potential flashed even in previous seasons. I mean, he's had, I believe, a 20-goal season back in the 1920 campaign that was cut short. But we've also seen him be a good playoff performer. Whenever the team was in the bubble in Edmonton and made their run to the Stanley Cup Finals, he was sixth on the team in points during that entire playoff run. Nine goals, eight assists, 17 points in 27 games played. Pretty impressive stuff, and I do remember him being one of the standout players of the bubble. I actually had a buddy of mine who, you know, a lot of people went out and bought Stars jerseys with the Stanley Cup patch uh, on the sweater. Um, one of my one of my good friends actually got bought a Dennis Gurionov jersey because of how well he performed, um, and he still has it. Hopefully that purchase will not age poorly for my friend, and hopefully Dennis Gurionov is able to find new life this season with the Stars under Pete DeBoer. Not entirely sure where he's going to play in the lineup. I know there was a ton of experimentation with him last season on that second line with Sagan and Ben. Some minutes for him in the bottom six. Not really sure where he's going to slot into this lineup, but I imagine with the skill set and upside that Denis Gurionov brings to the table, that Pete DeBoer will certainly look to use him somewhere in the lineup. And wherever he's put, I hope he's able to be an effective weapon because the Stars need him to succeed if they want to have a good season. Well, coming up next, we will talk about a defenseman in the lineup who needs to have a really good season if the Stars want to take that next step from making the playoffs to being a legit playoff threat. We'll talk about Miro Haskinen after a quick break. Today's episode of Lockdown Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have gone and given Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs the puff treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Built Bar flavor you love in a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That is what Built Bars are all about. And the best part about Built Bar Puffs is, of course, the taste. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They taste so sweet, taste like a dessert, yet it is still good for you and you can enjoy them guilt-free. They are the perfect treat for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you just need a quick, healthy snack to get you through the more challenging parts of your day. Go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. All right, we're moving on to the next player that we want to highlight on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen every single day, talking about players who need to have big seasons for the team in order for the Stars to have a successful season in 2022-2023. They made the playoffs this past year. They made it to the first round, took the Calgary Flames to the brink. But the Stars want to take that next step. You don't want to regress and you don't want to stay the same. They go out and get Pete DeBoer. And now it's a new you know, clean slate for him. And it's likely kind of a clean slate for a lot of these players. We talked about Denis Gurionov. And now I want to shift the focus 
to Miro Haskinen. And by no means did Miro Haskinen underperform last season. I mean, you could maybe argue that there needed to be more in the goal scoring department, but that was every defenseman on the roster. You cannot just pin that on Miro Haskinen. Every defenseman could have done a little bit more in the scoring department. And Miro Haskinen did miss an unfortunate amount of time with mononucleosis. He was sick. And then even once he originally came back, he had to, you know, play catch up a little bit and get reacclimated to playing NHL hockey against some of the best athletes in the world. So a lot thrown his way this past year. But despite that, I still think that he had a nice year, especially defensively. We've known for a long time that the defense is 100% there with Miro Haskinen. His defensive skill has never been in question. He can skate with the best forwards in the league. He can use his stick extremely well. He can disrupt plays, and he can be an absolute force in the defensive zone for the Dallas Stars. But it's the offense that needs to be unleashed. But the good news is that Peter DeBoer-led teams, especially whenever he was in San Jose, have a history of having good defensemen on the roster that can be key contributors both on defense and offense. And Brent Burns is, you know, a walking testament to that. He's now a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. But just look at Brent Burns' track record uh, whenever Pete DeBoer was the head coach in San Jose. His first season, 2015-2016, Brent Burns was third on the Sharks in points with 75 and second in goals with 27, only behind, of course, Joe Pavelski. And that year, the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup Finals. In 2016-2017, Burns actually led the Sharks in points with 76 and tied for the lead in goals with, again, Joe Pavelski at 29. And then things got really interesting with the point layout for the Sharks. In the 17-18 outing, Burns led the team in points yet again with 67. And in 18-19, the San Jose Sharks season, Burns led the team in points yet again with 83, and they made the conference finals, losing to the eventual Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. And so Miro doesn't necessarily have to take on that role and be, you know, this 83-point scorer leading the team in points and being in top three in goals. If he want, if he does that, I'm not going to complain. That's not necessarily what I'm predicting. I think the Stars have a plethora of offensive talent, and those Sharks teams did as well. But guys like Pavelski, Robertson, Hintz, Sagan, Gurionov, hopefully, they're going to have guys that can get goals that can get points. So I'm not saying Miro needs to lead the team in points, but if we can see him really make that big jump and get into that 70 to 75 point range, I think that that is a massive step in the right direction for him offensively, especially now that John Klingberg isn't going to be a part of this team moving forward. I imagine that a ton of, of responsibility will be placed on Miro Haskinen to be that lead defenseman for the team. I imagine that we will see an uptick in power play participation from him, and hopefully he will be able to quarterback the power play and really you know, help drive that unit moving forward. We saw how much they struggled in the back half of last season and in the playoffs. Maybe Miro Haskinen, if he's able to develop his offensive skills, can be you know, a nice kick you know, a juice, if you will, for the Stars power play. I think that he really does have that potential. We've seen him be a really good scorer before, but sometimes there's just been that hesitancy to shoot the puck, or maybe he makes one too many passes. And I think that that's just something that's going to come with time because he is still a relatively young 
player. And Mira Hiskinen, the, the sky is still the limit with this kid. Talking about him with other people, I mean, he's kind of the go-to talking point for this Stars team. If it's not Ottinger or Robertson, this is a special player. Like we've said, the defense is there. We just need to see the offense take flight. And I think just looking at what Brent Burns was able to do with San Jose, in Pete DeBoer's system, I think that should give us as Stars fans plenty of optimism moving forward that we can see Miro take that next step and help be, you know become one of the true leaders of this team. I think he already is a leader for this team in the locker room, but we can finally kind of see it take shape offensively on the ice. You know, Haskinen was able to go out and get his money, and I think he's very much earned it. But if he plays the majority of games this season, if he's able to play on almost every game, I Hopefully, knock on wood, he doesn't get sick or suffer a major injury. If he's able to play the majority of games this season but isn't setting new career highs, I would start to get nervous. I wouldn't say that it's a, way, a you know a terrible contract, a bad deal with Miro Haskinen, but we really do need to see him have his best year this season uh, because then it's you know it's maybe starting to trend downward that we've paid him all this money and maybe he's not panning out to be what we thought he was. I don't think that will happen. I do think that Miro Haskinen will have a fantastic season and, and likely set career highs and goals, assist points, especially uh, now that you see what guys like Kale McCarr have done for the game and what they're able to do, the way that they play and the amount of money that they're able to get. Not that Haskinen is out to get a new contract because he is still in the early days of his newest contract. But, you know, just looking at these defensemen that sign these big deals and help their teams have massive success. I do expect Miro Haskinen, just the player that he is and the player that he's shown us that he can be during his time in Dallas so far. I do expect him to put in the work and take that next step on defense and on offense. So, again, I'm not expecting him to regress. Um, I'm just saying if there is a little bit of regression or we don't see a huge uptick in numbers, there might be a little bit of questioning or hesitancy. So I think especially with the guy like Pete DeBoer, who has a history of making defensemen look good on offense, this is a good setup for Miro Haskinen to have a really, really efficient and solid 2022-2023 season. Well, coming up next, we will talk about the final player that I think needs to have an excellent season if the Stars want to be a true playoff threat. And it might not be a guy you expect me to talk about, but we'll cover a storied forward after a quick break. All right, we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about the final player that I think needs to have a fantastic season, needs to have a potentially new career high season in stats for the stars to be a legit playoff threat and potential Stanley cup finals, dark horse contender. The last guy I want to talk about again, may surprise you. It's Joe Pavelski. And you might be asking yourself, why is this the case? Why do you think that there are these lofty expectations on Joe Pavelski? He just had, he just had his best career year at age 38 played all 82 games you know, set a new career high in points in what is the twilight of his career on a line with two of the best up and coming offensive players in the league. And, you know, he's only coming back for maybe one more season. He only has that one year deal for around $5 million right now. So why Joe Pavelski? Why are the expectations high for him? And why does he need to have a big year if the stars want to be successful? 
And, and I think that, you know, the answer lies within the question. I mean, if Dallas wants to be a serious contender, they need Pavelski to be great. I think part of why Dallas was successful this past season was because the way Pavelski performed on the ice. He was quite literally the heartbeat of this team last season without him playing on the ice as much as he was. I mean, again, he played in all 82 games in his late thirties, which is incredible in this sport. I mean, the stars don't even sniff the playoffs without Joe Pavelski, even if he probably misses, if he misses, you know, 10 or so games, I don't even know if they make the postseason. They needed him every single night and he was there every single night. And the Dallas stars of 2021, 2022 would not have been the same had it not been for the performance of Joe Pavelski. Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz were likely not going to be as good as they were if Pavelski is not out there on the ice with them. I mean, they're good players, and they're eventually going to have to learn to manage and play without him, but I think that there could be time to prepare for that, or you bring up someone else that is going to be able to play to their level like Pavelski can do. And so I think going into the season that that top line needs to deliver yet again, and I don't think there's going to be questions on Robertson or Hintz just due to the youth and the way that they are continuing to trend upward, but it's all going to come down to Joe Pavelski, whether or not this team can legitimately contend and i mean i know he's not the longest tenured star on this team he, he might not even be considered one of the you know the the true leaders of this team just because he hasn't been there that long but i really do think he is he's come in and been an incredible presence in this locker room alongside you know guys like jamie ben and tyler sagan and klingberg and radulov while those guys were there and so he literally is the heartbeat of this team i think in the locker room as well as on the ice. And I think a big part of it also is just the Pete DeBoer connection. You know, this is kind of setting up like a, a script for a really, you know, over the top corny sports movie where you have this coach, not, not necessarily a disgraced coach, but a, a coach who has had a lot of success, but hasn't quite reached the summit. And he reunites after a few years apart with the former captain of the team of, of the team that he used to coach, a guy who is also very stored in his career, a guy who is respected, who has had success during his time in the NHL, but also has not reached the pinnacle of the sport. They both reunite as the player is in the final days of his career. And it just seems, I mean, it's literally writing itself. Uh, you know, Disney could, you know, write a movie off this, uh, even though they already have a pretty good hockey movie under their belt with a, with a movie like Miracle. Different story, different timeline. But still, I mean, the, the writing is there for this to be an incredible story to follow this season. And I think that's such a huge reason why DeBoer came to Dallas because he's seen the impact that Joe has had on this franchise in just the short few seasons that he's been here. He's made such a huge impact both off the ice and on it. I think that that's something that he wanted to help be a part of. And clearly they had a ton of success while they were in San Jose together, making it deep in the playoffs several times, even making it to the Stanley Cup finals, which now Joe Pavelski has been there twice, but yet has not been able to hoist Lord Stanley, but I know he is wanting it so much before he calls it quits on his career. And this could very well be his last season with that, you know, one year deal. Who knows how he will perform this season? Not necessarily expecting him to match what he did next season, but you know, if he's able to play that well the way he did last season, I certainly do expect him to produce consistently if he's able to stay healthy. If he's able to stay healthy and he's able to be out there for the majority of games, I see no reason why he can't continue to rack up points. And I think it's nice that he doesn't necessarily have to be the go-to goal scorer on that line, 
but he can definitely rack up his points through assist. And then he can also get a few of those tip-in goals or those deflection goals in front of the net as well, uh, because that's something that Joe Pavelski has been tr really trademarked with throughout the majority of his career. But yeah, I'm not saying Pavelski, obviously he didn't do bad last season with the numbers that he put up, but I do think that there are some expectations placed on him uh, in, in a good way for him to help to continue to lead this team on and off the ice because the rest of the team needs him. Pete DeBoer needs him to step up and be that guy. Again, I think that's such a huge reason why he came here because he knew that the team leadership was really solid and set in stone with Ben Sagan Pavelski as kind of the headliners of that group. And so expect Joe Pavelski to also come out on fire this season. I believe he's going to give it his all. If this really is going to be his last season in the NHL, I expect him to go all out in order to do everything he can to make it to the Stanley cup finals and help him and his coach lift Lord Stanley for the first time in their respective careers. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting platform. And let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube who you think should have a big year if the Stars want to take that next step to a legit Stanley Cup contender. Be sure to find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked On Star. Thank you guys again for tuning into the show. Enjoy your Tuesday and we'll see you back here tomorrow.